0: Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art available in comics. We'll talk to creators, hear about their inspiration and creative process, and then we'll read their comic and discuss it together. We hope you'll join us on this journey into some incredible comics and find some new favorites along the way. Alrighty, it's a bonus episode of Indie Comics. Yeah, and uh, I'm here. Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm here too. Yeah, it's an indie mini, and uh, so uh, this is Tyler
1: and this is Jeff, Dave Tigerman Smith.
0: Alrighty, and uh, gentlemen, we are here today because we're going to be talking about art commissions mm-hmm. from comic book creators and the like. Um, uh, Jeff, I know that you have plenty of them. Do you have yes. any? And uh, Dave, you're you're an actual artist. Do you have any commissions on your own of like, like you know, that you have?
1: Uh that that I've completed?
0: No, like like have you bought any conv- uh any commissions like, at a convention for yeah, yeah, through yeah. friends?
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, very much. Very many.
0: Okay, cool. Well perfect. Oh yeah, I... we're,
2: we're both very prolific in our in in our collections. Probably. Yeah, I, I have
0: <laughs> I have not bought art commissions. Ever. I have a couple of, You have a couple of free sketches But you don't have an actual commission Yeah, from free comic book day That were given to me for free mm-hmm. uh,
1: There's not many uh, free sketches going around anymore e- Yeah, these days.
0: I was really going to
2: say I think the heyday of free sketches is just about gone
0: Yeah, I mean, that was that was like five years ago
2: Five, six years ago, Yeah, yeah
1: yeah, then uh, money gets involved. eBay gets involved. Yeah, uh, everyone wants their their slice of the cake.
0: Yeah, Pornhub gets involved.
1: So <laughs> a couple times, uh, a it, couple it of seems times it like, does actually. That seems like some of the, the the money that's involved does seem a little Pornhuby. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but yeah. So, gentlemen, so tell me, what what are some of the dues of art commissions? Like, how do you like? Well, first off, so what, who are some of your favorite artists that you would actually like love to have commissions from?
2: That uh, I d- that I don't have currently or yeah,
0: or just in general like who who are just some of your favorite artists that you would just love either more commissions from or a com- or a uh, commission from
2: well, I'll tell you right now, I mean I've only ever gotten one freebie from him, and that's all I've ever wanted from him, but I mean if I was able to afford him still i would I would totally go Mark Silvestri all over again i would get a I would get a full I would get a full body from from sylvester
0: what do you have from him
2: what i have from him currently is a cyber force sketch that i had that i had gotten done from him and he did uh he did uh uh i forget what the character is now but he did it at at, at uh, kamikaze 2012 um why, why did he do it for free he it was it was a thing that he was offering at the top cow booth that particular day the only drawback was you actually had to wait in line so i literally had to stay there at at the top cow booth the entire time and so it was taking so long we literally were sitting around just like exchanging like talks and everything while he was getting sketches done i didn't even get it done the first day and the first thing i had to do was get back there the next day to make sure that i was still out in my in part line. in line oh wow so it was it was quite the experience but it's like i can say now that i'll always have a sylvestri now because of it
0: that's so cool
1: what about you sir i actually have uh four sylvestris at the moment uh you you have to
2: one-up me don't you
1: i i I did have six (laughs) uh they're they're not full body unfortunately oh no well um uh the the one that means the most to me from the sylvestri you can't S- Silvestri is just like the Mount Rushmore of comic creators. Oh, yeah. Uh, Easily. He he treats his fans so amazingly as well. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a, a Havoc, which is on a blank uh, Uncanny Avengers. I have that graded and everything. Uh, I have in my sketchbook, I have a Ripclaw from Cyberforce. I have a Cyclops as a Darkling. Uh, and I have a few others. Yeah. Uh, that the guy will will go above and beyond for his fans. Yeah. Uh I would love to get a full body but now his prices are are pretty up since he's rep by Sketch uh Sketch something what what's Yeah, it? I know uh, the one
2: you're talking about. I don't know the name, but it's Sketch something for oh, sure. representation.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he's not just with like Top Cow?
1: N- well, I. Uh, I mean, not,
0: I know he's part of Top Cow. I'm just talking about. I, well, essentially, that's that he, his company,
2: but yeah. he also gets represented through an independent company that does his art. That, that's and, crazy. That, I would that mo- he
0: would just do it all via Top Cow.
1: That that that's one of the reasons why why a lot of the commissions are a lot more money now, and that's yeah. why the free sketches are kind of going away. It's because a lot of the artists are getting rep now. Yeah. yeah, which means they're, they're
2: getting in, yeah.
1: Yeah, which means like they're gonna be raising the prices, a lot more money's mm-hmm. gonna be going to the rep. The rep's gonna handle all their bookings, yep. stuff yep. like that. So exactly. it 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 raises the the money a lot.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Um, so
0: yeah, so who's but uh so what artists would you like to have either more from or just a commission from?
1: I I like a lot of like the silver age artists. I just love the classic style.
0: Like who alive?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh you know George Perez could always do more sketches. You know, um, I have a if you could, w-
2: could get a hold of him anymore. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, he yeah.
1: doesn't. He doesn't really do them anymore.
2: Yeah, uh, he retired completely. I thought. Well, no, no, because he just did a con like last month, actually, over in London, actually. So, I mean, does,
1: does anyone ever really retire? Oh, yeah, that's, true. that's
2: just the thing. It's like, even though you retire, it's like, do you really, though? Yeah.
1: It, yeah. It, all, all he has to do is say, I'm doing a couple more sketches, and exactly. there, there's going to be a rush of people to get them. Uh, so, yeah. in that aspect, do you really retire? You know, I would love to get John Romita. That would be amazing. Okay, mm-hmm. See, Junior or senior both i was gonna say
2: yeah was, either why yeah, not both yeah. I'm, I'm lucky to have one ramita that's in my particular thing he did a he did a he did a side uh a side view of captain america on a captain america blank for from me. senior for, junior oh okay all right, junior. All right. not not senior no, no i wouldn't right. i wouldn't be that lucky
1: yeah yeah uh not, i know a few lucky. people that have them but they're, they're pretty rare out there that's cool. It's
2: it, it is pretty rare. I'll tell you right now. I mean, just since we're kind of we're we're kind of going back in back in time with this and everything. If I was to pick one from the past that probably isn't around anymore, well, that's just a no brainer right there. Frank Frazetta, dude. Frank Frazetta. But gosh, man, that just <laughs> that would probably break the bank. And then Frank some. Frank
1: Frazetta would be amazing, but Wally Wood. Oh yeah, yeah. So so many great oh, yeah. like artists that are gone that you just wish you could just get get a hold of just. A ink doodle or something, yeah.
2: or, or, or even I'll tell you right now, just something simple. If I was to ask for something from Jack Kirby, if I was to try to get Jack Kirby, I would just want him to do me a Kirby crackle, his yeah. famous Kirby crackle. And that's <laughs> that's all I would want. Okay, so uh, I guess going
0: with that, I mean, you're talking about some really big people. Um, what are some of the dues for um, getting a, um, yeah, you, know, you would tell people about who was interested in getting essentially their own art from these people. What do you What do you suggest people to do when getting into getting commissions?
1: Get what you love. Make sure you love it. Make sure you love the artist. To to me, I was uh, at one point. I was just getting whatever. I, I would go out and just you know, oh, I want this. I want that. I want this. And then I would come back and I'd feel like I wouldn't have an emotional connection to it. Uh-huh. And it was just a waste of ink on paper. Not not yeah. that their art was horrible or anything like that. It's just that without the connection, it's just, it's not there. Right. Uh, pick your character, the, the characters you want carefully. Um, sometimes you might like look at a sketch and be like, ah, oh, why did I get this character? It would have been so much more amazing this way and that so you know think about it um one thing i like to do is have like set characters that go in your collection you know i i have some i have some daredevil i have uh havoc you know archangel so it it just kind of flows together um then i got the sketches i get off ebay which are just like whatever i can get right so that that kind of those already exist yeah, they they kind of yeah. mumble up a little bit, but not too bad.
2: All right. Any tips for you? From you? I would say a good thing also is to main especially if you're going into a con, it's good to be maintain contact with the artist. That way you can ha- you can have like a you can have like a, almost like a pre-meeting meeting so to speak about what you what is to, what is expected, what it, what you want from him or her and you know You know, talk turkey, basically, about what what they what they would want as far as like rates go. That way, you know exactly what you're getting into that way when you're going to actually meet them and you're dropping the money and they say this so much this, you're not totally gasping at the last second. Like what? That's outrageous for a price or something like that, because one thing that I think too often people do is when they go into these conventions And they're looking at prices and all that kind of stuff. They're just about balking like, oh, my God, 100 for something like this or something. Do you know how much money that is? And it's like people don't tend to understand that it's like, for one, often this is a livelihood for many of these people. It's their primary livelihood. livelihood. And they're also not thinking that, you know, this was many years of going to artist school or developing their craft in order for them to be able to do that. So it's like – and furthermore, some people – they don't even bat an eyelash if they're going to spend a hundred bucks on some kind of shoe or something like that. But when it comes to a piece of art, they just about are are going to say that it's outrageous. So I think it's very important that some kind of channel of communication is always set up. Therefore you're not, you're not like chafing at the last minute over pricing or something like that. And you develop a rapport with the guy because it's always good to develop that. Otherwise, you know, you could have something that's less than less than ideal, I guess you can say. Yeah. Anything else from you?
1: Uh, Jeff's a lot more uh, Experience with the the take home commissions, where mm-hmm. uh, you you give the artist and he takes them home. Yeah. To to me, I it, it I'm very iffy about that. I I did it once, uh, and that was with Kevin Eastman. It right. ended up turning out all right, but it took a few years for him to to do something. And to to make it even more muddier, it, it uh, ref was evolved. The, the rep was amazing. Uh, Planet Awesome, they're, they're they're great. You know, communication was amazing, but the the middleman just loses so much because you don't really know exactly what the artist is saying or this or that. Yeah. You don't want to push them too hard because you know, it, especially Kevin Eastman, he he's always busy. And for the price, it was amazing. And it's a character he doesn't usually draw, which was Daredevil, which. Yeah, you know, we all know Ninja Turtles is yep. kind of an ode to Daredevil. Exactly. So the the whole take home commission, I, I just hear too many horror stories. I, I I'd rather yeah. just pick it up at the show and call it a day. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, like, are there is there anybody who um that you would kind of like suggest going around the
2: con that does it at the con. You mean as far as artists like that? You mean that'll you mean you commission them right at the con and they get yeah, it yeah,
0: done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get it done. Like, anybody like that you want to like give a shout out to?
1: Carl Allstetter, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah that, he's that pretty, guy's he's pretty good. a beast. Yeah. Uh, there's only been a few times where I saw him actually take something home, but mo- mainly. But that's because his commission list is yeah. so darn large. Sometimes. Yeah, but mainly he'll like if you give him a something to draw at the show, he will finish it at the show.
2: I will. I will punch in Todd Knock. I will punch in Todd knock. He, he, he is real good because, and the and the, because he, he gets onto it right there. And usually before the con is done, he has your thing ready. The only time that he would probably have to take it home is his commission list is like crazy. I mean, within like 10 minutes, it's already, it's already maxed out full. No matter where you are, yeah, because he is in such high demand. So, but yeah, he he is he's an uber beast when it comes to his so.
1: all, all those old image guys. Oh yeah, are are great with that. Dan Fraga. Dan, oh yeah, Dan will will whip it out. I, I I think I got one commission from him at at amazing Las Vegas. Yeah, and he was done with it in like half hour. Amazing quality. It was a a bust. Uh, amazing prices. All those old image guys have great pricing. Yes, uh so yes. you know, hit up Norm Ratman. Norm Ratman's a beast too. That's cool. Especially if
0: you um, want a good ink job. Yes. So yes. when you approach them, uh what do you uh how how would people be kind of prepared for it? Like what what should they know uh like with pricing, uh what to say, keywords, um like what what do you um yeah, like essentially somebody for the first time wants to just walk up to Carl Allsatter. And once they get a commit and once they commission their favorite character, Batman, what what else do you what else do they need to do?
1: They'll have a price list in front of them. Yeah, most of them do if they're taking commissions. Right. Uh, you just Obviously, ask, the first fr-
2: yes. the first operative question is would be would would be asked, are you taking commissions? Because yeah. often they're not even doing that, actually, at cons. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause sometimes they're busy. So usually that's the good game. Gateway towards like, are you accepting commissions right now? And then, then you can pretty much lead in with the questions like, well, what's your price range? Because sometimes they'll have it out there, sometimes they won't, and usually they're happy to provide that information.
1: Okay, make make sure you know if you want a head sketch, a bust, or you want a, a full three figure, three quarters, full figure, exactly. Yeah,
2: and then it gets further. I mean, if you want it inked, then you know you're adding on a little bit more. And if you want it colored, many of them do it, but some don't actually. So it's every every single artist is different.
1: Yeah, and don't be afraid to go after the the smaller names too. Oh uh, yeah, uh, our, a good friend of our show, Lack Lim. He he's yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah, and he does great work for a great price. Just go around, find someone. Yeah,
0: major shout out to Lack and uh, Don Nguyen. Yes. So. Oh yeah. And oh fuzzy. And,
1: and I uh, the last commission I got, I believe, was Rafael Navarro yeah
0: he's amazing he
1: he's great the price is amazing, and he'll put his heart on that paper
0: yeah he does oh yeah absolutely does um you know, and then when you start collecting when you start kind of growing uh i mean how do you guys treat your commissions? what do you do with
1: them for for me uh i I like to go the route of the the blank comic and grading it that way it keeps it pristine it's graded it it's encapsulized. It's easier to store. You don't have to worry about it getting messed up, so on and so on. To me, it's such a convenience factor, and it's still easy to display. Right.
2: Well, my particular method, I used to do it a lot on blanks. The thing is, I kind of got <laughs> bored of of buying the blanks, so I basically bought my own sketchbook. The only thing is is that the paper quality of it is uh, is punched, so therefore I kind of had to start... Taken them out of the thing once they were done, and that's why every single almost every single square inch of my room now is covered in in uh portraits right now of all the commissions that I've pretty much taken over the years i had a uh, a crazy uh, amount
1: I had a very wise friend once tell me rich uh rich he goes he goes the good thing about a sketchbook is that they're all in one place. the it, bad thing about a sketchbook is they're all all in, in one, one place. place exactly so it it's very
2: it it's almost a catch twenty two. It's like if if it's all in one place, then you know you yeah. run the risk of it being lost or something like yeah. that. But at the same time it's like you also have it all spread out. So, you know, there's a there's a couple of ways to do it. I mean, some go to go to all links to like get things graded, like what da- like what David has done yeah. for some of those others, you know, they just like it for the for the sheer quality of what it is, like me. I like being able to have it on the wall inside of a good, nice portrait surrounded by glass that I can show it to somebody someday so they can mm-hmm. appreciate it as well. Um,
1: f- nope. For me, uh, with something like that, I'd rather have an original art page, which is actually like yeah. the the page that was actually used in the comic yep. that, that's drawn.
2: That's still just like all can penciled you, in and everything. Yeah, Can you describe those a little bit
0: more? Because they are awesome and interesting, but some of our listeners probably don't know what they are.
1: It's the when you open up a comic and you look at the, the page of art, uh, it doesn't have any of the word bubbles or the, the newer ones don't. The older ones do. Uh it, it's the actual art that the artist drew and it could be inked or pencils or it could be blue lines with ink, so on, so on. But it's the actual page that they drew and sent into the printers, mm-hmm. or they, they actually send into the colorists to, for this colorist to scan and the color that way. So it it's just ends up being a, a beautiful eleven by seventeen, sometimes larger, sometimes smaller, uh page.
0: So uh what happens with like with the uh, with the uh, with the copy that the artist uh takes because I know they're a lot bigger yeah um you know from what the artist does, so with the colorist um what do they do what do they scale it down do they do this almost the same size they, they
1: scan it in uh they color it now they they do the digital yeah yeah um then they send it to the printers yeah and the artist gets the the page back and usually they're for sale
0: that's cool. Uh, do you, do either one of you guys have original work?
2: I have an original. I have it's not it's not a page from a comic, but it is an original character that Marat Michaels created, and uh, hmm. I forget what it's again. I for, I forget the name of it, but he was selling him at his table at uh, at Frankenstein's, and, and he just he he wanted for a good price because th- these were a lot of ones that he just wanted to get rid of. And, was it like a
0: character test or?
2: It was kind of a character test, yeah. It was used in a later book that he that he, that he did, and I forget which series it was, but I basically have it on my wall next to my next to my Sylvester. That's cool.
1: I I have uh quite a lot actually. I have the original cover to Uncanny X Men sixteen by Ken Lashley. I have a um, a double page spread by Ken Lashley. I have. A page from Iceman, the scene the Grace run. I have a page from Azrael in the nineties. Holy crap! I have uh, three pages from Secret Six. Wow, because they they have Catman on it, and he's one of my favorites.
2: Wait, the Gail Simone? Yes, the Gail I, Simone. Secret I have
1: Six? I have two from the uh, the mini series uh, before you know the Secret Six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have one from from Arby silva actually on his issue that he did yeah, i believe of it was Barbie 19 <laughs> oh he, he's crazy and it's harder to get like pages from him yep. because he's mainly digital
0: yeah
2: oh, that's right yeah. so
1: you you gotta that, that's another thing can.
2: is generational effect is when you come yeah. across so many of these artists now a lot of them like a good majority of them are discarding the old ways of doing their art now and they're yeah. doing a lot more yeah. digi- digitized type stuff now which so makes it's, sense it's it's makes sense yeah Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's just the the way of the changing world.
1: Yeah, I also have a uh, Greg Land um, uh, splash page, which is like a full page uh, from Uncanny X-Men as well. That's so Uh, cool.
0: Um, uh, So how would you compare some of the ones like the Iceman, which is relatively new, versus like the Osreal from the 90s? Like, how do you, I mean, uh, I guess just with those original art, what what do you kind of uh, just i mean what's it like kind of what's the difference
1: supply demand um character you know page you know it, it goes you know just the regular fill-in page to a splash page to a double page to a cover it all factors in and then you know you had you to factor in the artist the the name recognition uh the character. Especially uh, the character, yeah. Uh, how good you could see the character, what what's going on, the action, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it, it just really depends. Okay. Uh, covers are definitely going to be the the money, though. Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's a, yeah, covers are all about because nine times out of ten, usually the one that does the cover isn't the same one as the interior artist. Yeah. So they tend to just be doing that particular one, and those are the ones that really garner the money and that's why there's such a <laughs> i like to call it really an inflated market for variant
1: covers right now yeah
2: okay. because those yeah. are those are really sought after yeah
1: i got really lucky getting my ken lashley cover for free
2: wow oh i know i would love yeah. to have a lashley so i'm so jealous yeah. of you dude <laughs> okay um
0: uh, so what are some of the horror stories that you guys have experienced i know jeff has a really terrible story we won't and we won't be we naming won't, names
2: okay we won't name any names but yeah basically there was a commission that i this particular artist like i said that will remain nameless i had commissioned him in july 2015 when we were at san diego comic-con to basically do uh to to do a on a an uncanny avengers blank he was going to take the entire one and he was going to take both sides because on blanks you have the front and the back cover yeah and he was going to do a long style version of of a of Loki, but in the style of Tom Hiddleston. So he was going to do a Tom Hiddleston style Loki on it. So, and he did it. And to date, I am still waiting on that right now, which probably means I'll probably never actually see it. How many years has it been? About four and a half years now, almost.
1: Too late for a PayPal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think pretty much that ship has sailed. So pretty much I'm calling that pretty much a... A donation of about two hundred fifty dollars to an artist right now. That, yeah. <laughs> um, in that situation, what do you do? Well, I'll tell you right now. The sad thing is, is that many artists they go only for cash. I mean, a lot of them are adopting more and more PayPal every day, so that there's some kind of so there's some kind of trail of of payment to go by. That that way, you can always you can always go back and have something like as far as a, like a receipt or some kind of like. A, Of like proof of purchase obviously but a lot of them go for cash and nine times out of ten if they're asking for cash they usually want the money up front before they even start working and it's it's a troubling it's a troubling kind of um thing when you see some of them work like that and essentially i think that's what i had with this one right here it's why i've almost come to the principle now that if you're going to get one up front offer maybe 50 percent of what is owed at the beginning of it and then give the other 50% when they're when they're finished as a cash on delivery kind of deal. Because, yeah, I, I mean, because I can see in hindsight where the problem with it with that was is offering them everything up front and everything really gives them no incentive to want to even finish it. Because like, well, I've already got your money, dude. So what do I need to finish it for now?
1: Yeah, I um I heard never really do that. I heard that from Ken Lashley, actually. He, uh, gave me some like good advice when, uh-huh. uh, I had dinner with him and some friends. Right. Uh, another, uh, thing you don't tell artists is take your time because yeah, yeah. He, he said it this way. He goes, if you tell them to take their time, they're, they're not going to, to s- take their time. They're not going to spend that time on your sketch. They're going to do more sketches, to get more money. Yeah. So you're just shooting yourself in the foot.
2: Yeah. Have you done that lately? Not, no, definitely not lately now. <laughs> definitely not lately. That's something that, yeah, it's it's one of those kind of things that, uh, yeah, you just live and learn pretty much when, when it comes down to it. And, yeah. you know, I, I've just come to conclude now that if I'm going to get something done, I want to get something done fast and obviously don't offer everything up front like that. That's yeah. obviously a real big mistake. And I can see and I can see the issue with it. I just wish, you know, he would actually contact me. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where I contact him and he doesn't even so much as message me back now. That's pretty terrible. Does yeah. he have representation? That's the thing. I don't know if he is rep because I've never heard of him even being repped. No. Oh. So I don't. I don't, I don't yeah. know what the deal is there. Have mm. you had any horror stories that you want to share?
1: Not particular, uh, except for that one incident with Kevin Eastman, which ended up being all right. You know, uh, yeah. it was, yeah. You know, it took a couple years to to get the piece, but yeah. you know, I got it and it was great, and I, I'm happy with it. I I've heard a lot more horror stories. I, I I tend to try not to put myself into that. Yeah, and, and especially because I really don't want that money tied up when I could be using it for something else. Oh, of course. Yeah, um, supporting a different artist. Yeah, or you know, buying a, a comic or something else at the con and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, it it it's it it's way too difficult to keep track of them too. You know. Who, yeah, exactly. But you know there's so many stories going on and I hear that Uh, go, go on like sketch groups and stuff and, you know, on Facebook and you'll, you'll, you'll read the stories. You'll, you'll find kind of who to avoid, who not to, there, there's this. There's a
2: couple that me and Dave are part of actually that we, that we read constantly about either good stuff, either good stories or horror stories about that. Yeah.
1: There's one artist, uh, since we're not naming names, uh, he was a big part of X factor. Oh yeah. And yes. he's known for for not delivering and doing some shady stuff. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I some some stuff that that I hear about. I I lucked out because I had great experience with people. Um, Larry Hama, I had the most amazing experience with, and I I think people just expect too much out of such a, a older guy. Mm. But this guy, he, he just sketches like the whole show and he's older, like to, to put a frame on how old he was, uh, he, uh, he had a, a part in, in the MASH series. So, you know, yeah. he's not a young guy. Exactly. Uh, he's, uh, also, you know, quote unquote, the creator of GI Joe, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't create GI Joe, but everything you know about GI Joe, he, he created, um, you know i was first in line i made sure i was first in line i made sure i get the commission um you know i i come back and it's beautifully done it's amazing i love it um the the guy behind me got like three spots on there because he was actually very re- reasonably priced and when i come back I go, I go. How'd it come out? How'd it come out? And I wanted the Cobra Commander with the the face mask, but he drew it with the hood instead. Oh, the hood. Oh. And uh, and I go, I go. Oh, how'd it come out? And the guy goes, Good, but he didn't draw the 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 mask. And I was like, That's it's all right. It's Larry Hama, man. Like like let him do him, you know. And, and uh, I was like, How's yours coming out? It'd Be nice if he'd actually start him. And it's just like, huh. Dude, like give the guy a break. He's He's amazing, so... Yeah.
0: Alrighty. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, Anything that you guys are uh, waiting on getting a commission of or uh, you
2: are uh, about to? I'm not getting anything currently. I'm just... Cause I just uh, after being burned on that one, I'm not trying to get anything real huge anymore. Actually, absolutely. But I am going for more for for but but I I am trying to hook up more people that are still holding out and still doing free ones. Like my 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 boy uh, John Isabello, free Isabella. I mean, free isabella is amazing. Whenever he whenever he does artwork and everything, I'm always at his table. I try to make it a point always to get at least one thing from him from every con I go to, provided that he's I have there. a question from him. Yeah, you. No, 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 no. What, no. what's your question,
1: no, no, no. Tyler? Oh, he, no, 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 no. He did,
2: he did yeah. your Green Lantern from, from I have Red a, Sun.
0: I have a Red Sun Green Lantern. That's right. That's right. That's, That's what he did. did. Yep. It's so good. It's in my room. I know the questions mm-hmm. out here.
1: No, it was a joke. Oh, that, oh sorry. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, <laughs> that,
2: that was Johnny Joseph Flores. Actually, who? Well, what has he done? Uh, he uh, did with Darren Hooky uh, a couple of years ago. He did the El Toxico uh, kickstarted uh, uh, book. Oh, cool. Okay, he's a local guy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That question. He's awesome. Uh, anything from you?
1: I actually just got outbid on a uh, Walt Simonson uh, apocalypse oh. right now as we were we were uh, talking. It's like, over. Yeah, kind of a bummed. I'm uh, sorry, man. Missed it by by five dollars. I could have bid up, oh. but uh, Walt Simonson's kind of you know you either get a really nice one or you kind of get some some lines. Um, this one was unfortunately the, the line one, so I didn't want to. And you said
2: it was an apocalypse.
1: Yeah. Nice. I, I didn't want to go go too high on that one, but I'm sorry, buddy. It no, no, it it, it the, the right one will come. The right one will come. Yeah, exactly. It um, will.
0: I would love to get like an original like of uh, like an Etragun.
1: Etragun would be God,
0: so we go, oh, so, that would be amazing. Or, get that. or even the creeper, and that's just that's impossible. But um, all right, yeah,
1: did call it I, Oh, I mean, you want the? Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna get anything from Ditko. No,
2: never. Those are gonna be in museums. Just, just yeah. give me the original Death Dealer from Rosetta, and then I'm happy.
1: <laughs> uh, right now, I just want some. Uh, I want Dan Jurgens too.
2: Oh, Dan Juergens but just a just one Superman. Just one '90s era Superman. I had to go uh,
1: Doomsday or Cyborg Superman. Yeah, maybe even still Still would be cool. That would. (laughs) would. Anything from that Death of Superman era. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All righty. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Thank you for listening. And you can check out all of our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all podcast apps. You can check out our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for our articles, our other shows, and so much more. Don't forget that Burn After Pitching just started, our brand new show. So check it out. It's awesome. Please rate and review us as well. And we're also doing Let's Play videos, Grand Play. Um, Right now we're going through Heave Ho, and then I have some uh, Super Mario 64 and some Super Smash Brothers uh, coming out. And then, of course, some more Final Fantasy VIII with my cosplay friend, Kishido. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG. Yeah.